Hey, everybody. Welcome to the third episode of Hoodlums. I, I'm surprised we got here. I'll be honest. What? I, it's not not for any reason that we couldn't. Just fucking man, we're doing it. We're out here. You goddamn right we are. We're making Yo. shit happen. Anyway, moves. welcome to Hoodlums. I'm Kyle. I'm Sully. And I'm Nate, or Fox, as you've uh, probably all guessed. Mm, yeah. And uh, this is Hoodlums. Welcome. Welcome. How are you guys today? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I went on a walk today. It's been a while since I've been on a walk. Went almost five miles. Felt good. And uh, then I had a very upsetting situation at Cracker Barrel. Um, I walked in, and anybody who hasn't been to a Cracker Barrel before knows does not know, but they have a um, a store in the middle at the very front that you have to walk through to get to the restaurant, and then that's where you pay and get you to buy all their country bumpkin bullshit. And there are Christmas decorations. It is the middle of fucking October, and they have Christmas decorations all over the place, and it pissed me off. I I just I I get November, but it's not even freaking Halloween yet. Like we're you're skipping the first pagan holiday before you se- celebrate the second one. What's wrong with you, well, motherfuckers? I would come back over the top of that and ask you what the fuck you were doing at a Cracker Barrel. Because oh, well, Cracker Barrel okay, serves breakfast true. all day, motherfucker, and I fucking love me some pancakes at yeah, 4 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, who, you know who else can give you pancakes at 4 o'clock in the afternoon? Literally like 19 other restaurants within a five-mile radius of you. Yeah, but I can give you pancakes at that time. All those, all those other restaurants have a bunch of jackasses in them. I want to go to some place where I can eat pancakes at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and the only other person is there in there is an old couple in the corner minding their own damn business. You're telling me that you walked into a Cracker Barrel and you didn't think that everybody else in that place voted for Trump? Well, <laughs> there's a chance. But I also live in a very progressive leftist town, so yeah. they're actually... Um, yeah, but you are a Cracker Barrel, motherfucker. It's literally so called ha- Cracker Barrel. Yeah. <laughs> but our hostess was was black, and I'm pretty sure he was gay, and he, he flirted with me a little bit, and then we also oh, had, a, had a... throw that part a, a t- <laughs> I mean, I can't he help it. That, he flirted with me that a little bit. That, that hostess looks into my eyes, and they just get that glimmer. They have to say something. Something. And did, then our, uh, our waitress actually multiple times has been a, a lesbian girl with tattoos on on one of her arms. Did she, she flirt with you too? No, she didn't. Oh, she okay. uh, she was mostly just eyeballing Whitney and acting a little uh, a little nervous, but that's okay. We're used to that by now. Um, so I would say this is a very non normal Cracker Barrel experience. Yeah, as far as the uh, the right wing Trump supporters being the primary people there. I would say, I would venture to guess that the the ownership of the name Cracker Barrel had no idea what they were getting themselves into if they opened one there. Probably not. I think there's like some sort of standard that they got to meet, right? Well, so long that it looks like a barn on the inside, that's all that really matters. You're just triggering me. I fucking hate Cracker Barrel. I hate it so much. I can't eat there. Give me the fucking heebies just sitting here thinking about it. Oh my god! What else you do today? Yeah, that's <laughs> that's about it, man. You didn't work. Wait, what is? Well, that? I did work. I mean, that that just that feels like so repetitious. Not even worth mentioning anymore. <laughs> yeah. So just a heads up for those Fair of enough. you. This is a this is a um, special little man, episode. I worked all day. What? I Can you not day. hear me, fucker? Hello. I hear you. I hit what? Hello. Fox, do you, Fox, do you hear me? 
Did we interrupt you, Kyle? Oh my gosh, I am so sorry. Please, I just please. I, I had already been talking, and you just started. You just kept going. I just, I legitimately thought you couldn't hear me. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. Oh, okay. Well, fuck the stage it. is Christ. yours, sir. I, I'm not even sure I remember what I was going to say. It must have oh. been important. Okay, no, it's usually we record this on a weekend, but we're recording this early in the week. True. Uh, well, yes. on a Wednesday. Uh, so whereas we don't normally work on Saturdays, you know, yeah, things are switched up because Fox is going to be out of town this weekend. Fox, I don't know if you want to tell them about that, but I'm fucking everything up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, um, this weekend, I've actually spent the last week and a half with running around my head cut off trying to plan for this. My uh, uh, one of my best buds is getting married in a few weeks and I'm the best man and I got to put a uh, I got to put a, a bachelor party together and it is this hmm. weekend. We're leaving Friday morning, coming back Sunday evening, and uh, we've got a we've got a full weekend planned. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be relaxing. It's not going to be too crazy. Not a typical bachelor party. We're not doing any strippers. We're not doing Vegas. We're not doing anything nuts. We're just going to spend some time on a spend some time. I guess I can tell what it is now. This won't be posted until after the fact, but um, uh, we're doing a, a rented a cabin on Lake of the Ozarks, and we're going to. Um, probably play some board games and some tabletop stuff and maybe rent a boat, get out on the water. We don't know. There'll be a lot of drinking, shit like that. Shenanigans, but be good time. Like I'm the, excited. You boys going to touch butts? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. If if not, I'm going to come back real disappointed. Yeah, I mean, kind of, that's like the whole point, right? Especially yeah. being out on the Ozarks. Yeah, I mean, if I don't touch at least one butt, I'm going to be upset. Yeah, get no, your money I, back. Yeah, yeah, and it's not even anybody. Back. It's the it's the butt of the people you're there with. It, that's the important part, right? right? Yeah, I mean that's that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about that. Um, today's Wednesday, so I worked all day, worked late, and then I had a uh, I had a gym appointment. I went and worked out with a, a personal trainer, and she beat the crap out of me. And then uh, stick a finger in? No, no, that didn't happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> We talked about life and movies while she worked me to the bone and because I'm very out of shape. So it didn't honestly didn't take much. I'm just I'm just curious if by work you to the bone, you mean she stuck a finger in. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't even know to, I don't even know how to respond to that. I can't I can't respond to that. Um, we're, yeah, this is like live or on the air or some shit. I can't talk about that. You know what I'm saying? Um, but no, I mean, it's good. You know, getting into the gym, getting healthy. It's something that's been kind of important to me for a while now and moving on it, moving in on it. And, uh, other than that, it's been a pretty uneventful day. So, uh, Kyle, what about you? What did you do today? What did I do today? I, uh, got up. And went on a walk this morning. I go on walks pretty much every weekday morning. It's pretty nice. Mm. Um, I oh, I ordered some magnetic and clip-on earrings that got here today. What? Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so I've been thinking about getting my ears pierced. Um, and <laughs> of course, it probably comes down to like fashion statement with earrings. But I, I got some cool ones, and I wanted to see what I look like before having my ears pierced, before That's actually cool. doing it. I appreciate that. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And it was like a $10 kit of some actually like really high quality, like magnetic earrings and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't see an issue with that magnetic stuff anyway. Like mm-hmm. wh- why is someone look down on? Cause they don't want to put a hole in their ears if they can put something on that functionally does the same thing, you know, but, um, 
Yeah, I, so I'm down with the idea of it. I just wanted to see what I look like with a min. And honestly, I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I also don't know if I'd want to do one ear or both. I haven't decided yet, but that is the whole dilemma with that. Otherwise, what location? Uh, like on the lobes? Yeah, on the lobes. I, uh, I think I know the answer to this question, but is your intent to gauge? No. Okay. Thank God. I didn't know. So. I don't want to gauge. God. Hold on a second. <laughs> I would say Back thank up. God too. <laughs> I know that I had an assumption that Kyle had no intention of gauging. And I get that. Sullivan. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Sully. What? Yes. You and I, I grew up in almost the same era, man. I yeah we did but I still hate gauges. Really? I really why they must smell, dude. It's one of those things. Oh, where you keep it, that shit clean. Come it, on. It's just it's one of those things where I was like I went to college in this town where every other person had their ears gauged, and mm-hmm. it's just I've seen the aftermath of people who didn't want their gauges, people who gauged at, at uh, too fast, and I don't know. It's just it's it's unattractive to me. It's something that I never found attractive. I had a girlfriend that at one point in time that was talking about it. And I just straight up told her, "It's like I'm not going to tell you what to do or what not to do. I just do not find them attractive." Hmm. And she chose not to until after we broke up, which was nice. I wasn't trying to control her or anything, but I, then like one of our friends who gauged his ears, like one of them broke like it snapped and it because he did it wrong or something and then he just had these floppy weird ears and it looked it's one of those things that <laughs> you can't fix it i know it's like if you, you can't if fix you like oh you out can real you, big you like can, some of these people if you just don't wear the earrings like what the fuck is the deal you've got a big fucking loop in your ear bro it, and it's floppy you've got you've it got looks fucking so your ears bro like you're so, fucking take oh, off if a strong and, gust yeah. comes by and I'm all for piercings. I got three piercings on the outer cartilage of my left ear. Like yeah. I, I'm all for piercings, but when it comes to making like the gauging system of making something bigger and bigger and bigger and to the point that it's almost irreversible, it's basic. I, I don't know. It's, it's as bad as getting a face tattoo in my, in my opinion, because oh, it's something that you really can't hide if you choose to change your lifestyle or you like, cause so many people like we went through phases and some of us never got out of that phase. And that's, perfectly fine but it locks you in without needing like some kind of surgery and even with that surgery you basically don't have earlobes and everyone knows and it's just it, it, i don't know it's i'm not i'm not per- someone that wants something like as someone who has a full sleeve i'm mm. not someone who's a fan of something permanent being done to my face and that's it's pretty permanent to a point yeah I did, man, this, we just maybe came up with a new topic, folks. (laughs) We could seriously come back to body modification in a full episode sometime. Hell yeah. Because I've got some strong ass opinions on this, and I think you're both wrong, but. Um, it's okay like it's, that means it's gonna be a good topic here, here, yeah, my body well, is my temple you fucking sinner well, no. <laughs> oh man what a fucking the, segue the, we'll the get back dumbest to that thing is that this this is like the fourth time i've mentioned someone like needing jesus or reading the bible and uh-huh. i'm like the least fucking religious person which is probably we, the i think all three thing. of us are um, yeah but it does lead us into our topic today it, it does. does um <laughs> I'm not done, though, motherfuckers. <laughs> no, anyway, uh, that that's cool. You know, I, I, it's your body, right? It's your choice. People can do whatever they want, whether they choose to do something or not choose to do something. As long as the government has nothing to say about it. Exactly. And but I just I can't. Oh, but you know, it's always about <laughs> individualism, right? It was originally about individualism. So whatever. I'm going to so fucking drop it. 
All right, moving on. Oh, so, Biden. Let's get to the topic today. Um, <laughs> folks, you guys, shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. All right, I remember this. Topics for today. So we're going to do something a little bit different today, guys. Um, this is not a normal episode of Hoodlums. Normally we have a topic of discussion, uh, and then we have a couple segments, and then we move on for the day. This is a little different. We kind of came up with this on the fly. We're going to do something new, and it, we're going to call it This Is How I Hoodlum. And essentially, the day is dedicated to one of us where we kind of discuss essentially how we are a hoodlum. And it's going to be different for all three of us. Um, sometimes it'll be a photo episode. It might be a segment here and there. We just kind of want to play with the idea and see what everybody thinks. Um, but today's episode is dedicated to Sully over here. He Hello. is. Yeah, there he is. This cute little face and cute little voice right there. Oh, babe. Uh, babe. Um, yeah, so he's going <laughs> oh, shit, to. Whitney's still awake. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Whitney. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, main topic of today that he wants to talk about with uh, how he is a hoodlum is Satanism and how it fits into his life. So, Hail so Satan. Like, Hail, Hail Satan. Satan. Also, if you decide you want to tell us stories of your own, which we would love to see, uh, you can hit any of our Twitter accounts. And we'll plug at the end with uh, something with hashtag how I hoodlum in it. Be a good time. Ooh, Maybe we'll go over like some that. on the podcast at some point. That's a hell of hell an yeah. idea. That's a hell of an idea. Maybe. All right. Sully, take it away. So this idea for Satanism came up um, not too long ago. I forget how the conversation was going, but I admitted to being a Satanist. And my buddy Nate over here immediately said, bullshit. And I backed up and I I'm said, I'm going to need yes. to defend myself after you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, yes, I am a Satanist. I've, and, uh, one of our other buddies in discord, um, has shared some Satanist iconography and symbols that we both are able to identify and appreciate. And, um, I, I've just, it's something I picked up, uh, slowly, um, learning about, and, um, I've delved into everything from some of its origins to like, the Satanism in um, in the Bible and all the stuff that is actually in there and the stuff that's fake. And I, I've I've done a decent amount of research before deciding that I am a Satanist. This is what I follow. And we're going to get into um, everything from the history, the labels and even the books that are bound to it and the what Satanism means to me and how I identify as a Satanist as well. And I'm also going to be questioning our buddies here. I'm going to be giving them a questionnaire a little bit later and see where they might fall. Teacher, will I be graded? Um, <laughs> you're not going to get a pass or fail. Let's just put it that way. Well, I don't understand what that means. Yeah, I don't. I want to be able to compete. So, I want to be able you know to know how you know how back when uh, back when Facebook wasn't just for a bunch of boomers and you could like scroll down and then there'd be a quiz of what kind of bread you are and you take it and answer questions and it tells you, you mean like, like BuzzFeed. Yeah, kind of like that. It's going to be something very similar to that but so i'm only. gonna answer questions and you're gonna tell me what i actually am you're gonna be like listen, I'm gonna, listen motherfucker i know you I'm, think you're fucking are you trying to tell me that or whatever the fuck you are but you're, you're trying actually to, a fucking satanist are you trying to tell me that no child left behind does not apply to here is that, i mean how many children do you see left behind how how true is that it depends upon how i feel at the end of this god damn it <laughs> i guess we're gonna find out see what i did there god yeah. damn it <laughs> so I need to preface something really quick to defend yes. myself. Yes, I came after Sully. 
uh, when he mentioned that he, this was a long time ago too. Was like, it really? A, it feels like a while. It was ago. a long time ago. Yeah, and I just for a little background before we get into this, I studied religion in school and not like Christianity or anything like that. My I have a He's degree in anthropology. Color. I do. <laughs> I have a degree in uh, social cultural anthropology, and my focus was belief systems, mainly indigenous belief systems. But I actually studied this stuff in school. Nice. And most of the time, when somebody says that they're a Satanist, they're full of shit because they have no idea what they're talking about. Um, so I made a judgment call when Sully said he was a Satanist and I said, bullshit. And then he proved me wrong. So there's that. Yeah, I Back do. You, buddy. I do remember that you did. You did. Uh, you just wanted to make sure I wasn't just saying it for the shiggles, which ironically is half of what Satanism is nowadays anyway. But yeah. Kind um, of. But yeah. So I guess the best way that I want, I like starting to talk about Satanism is identifying who or what Satan is as far as lore is concerned. And we hear when, when you hear Satan and all the evil things nowadays against Christianity or whatnot. And I'm going to first start off by saying that I'm sorry to my parents if they decide to listen to this, because I know every one of <laughs> my whole family is, uh, is Christian. Uh, my mom is Methodist. My stepdad is Catholic. My dad and stepmom are Episcopalian mm. and I love them all to death. And this means nothing against them. And it means nothing against Christianity as a whole. It, it, if I sound like I'm bashing Christianity, this is all. Is. This if I is realized, just my personal feelings on things, and I do not judge people that believe in Christianity. If I knew this was some sort of coming out story, I'd have brought balloons. Well, yeah, my, I mean, like, I, I haven't issues. I've had <laughs> I've had a little bit of a discussion with my dad, and um, but nothing major. And mm-hmm. my dad has admitted that he does not believe in the literal interpretation of the Bible, that he sees it as a um, a teaching method for of life stories and ways to handle situations, which is really what it should be used as. It's If you go by the literal interpretation, we can get into that for mm-hmm. a long that's time. That's another that's topic. A, that's a whole – that's three <laughs> topics right there. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, so – Lucifer is the fallen angel that um, is the common name that we are usually hearing as the proper name. And then we hear things like Satan. We hear the de- we hear devil, Baphomet, Leviathan, Beelzebub. And mm-hmm. these are all different things. And that's what a lot of people <laughs> don't get. And Christianity decided that all of these incarnations of evil need to be slapped into one big bad that we can blame everything and my i i have never found anything that proves this but my personal understanding of how um, symbolism and christianity works is we've given jesus and god multiple names you've got the lord of lord king of kings um all all the names i'm not going to go through them all and so we did something similar to his nemesis where we see all these names and they're all evil so they must all be from the same person and it's like leviathan and beelzebub are demons um baphomet's not even a part of christianity that's a pagan Mm -hmm. satan was originally this green demon with a face on his ass that just fucked with people and it was part of art uh, the devil was a trickster character who was an idiot and he was easy to banish. He was one of the first characters that um, Christians were given as fuel for using God's name as a weapon against evil, where um, this trickster demon, like basically that looks like a satyr, would show up, kind of fuck with things, be a, be a dumbass, and you just say like the power of Christ compels you or whatever phrase you wanted to and he'd poof, he'd go away. 
And it was a way of making Christians feel like God was protecting them against evil and that they could weaponize his name in a way that would protect them. And these are all things that have just grown over the years and been misrepresented and thrown together as our giant combination evil deity that is Satan. And I don't know why Satan was the one that we all landed on as for Satanism, other than the fact that it's just fun to say. But (laughs) Oh, you do? I do. Then please. So Satanism was originally uh, one of the first times that we actually in history that was used We used Satan as our Christians, I should say Christians, the church used Satan negatively towards a people uh, was actually the Knights Templar um, when they believed that they were um, they were. Well, what the Knights Templar were actually doing were pagan rituals, Mm -hmm. which, of course, goes against the church. Um, They were saying they were basically they turned it into a word. They use the word Satan and they're Satanists. They're Satan. You know, they're worshiping the devil. They're worshiping Satan, which in a translation, which I'm sure you'll get into here in a minute, um, Satan inadvertently translates to adversary. Right. It's used to negatively um, affect or define something that goes against the goes against the beliefs of the church. So the Knights Templar were some of the first, and of course we have the the Salem witch trials. All the, the, the any witches were believed to be worshiping Satan when it really had nothing to do with Satan. Of course, it came back to pagan rituals, and it was just basically a word used to vilify anything against the church. Yeah, um, and that was actually my uh, next step was talking about the the fun Satanism and the and the uh, fucked up Satanisms. Yes, thanks for fucking ruining it. No, mate. no, that's perfect segue actually. Um, so. You hear about the fucked up Satanism all the time, like the Salem witch trials and basically anything that's witchery or just you can't answer. And if you see like in the back in where Enchanted comes from of just there's a hot young thing in the village and all the (laughs) men want her. And so she must she's enchanted them with the with a pact with the devil and blah, 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 blah. And everything is just thrown to that. And you'll have like more modern things like Richard Ramirez, who was a serial killer. And his whole thing was, he was always hail Satan and drawing pentagrams and all this other shit, but he only did it because Satan was metal and he was into metal. And that was just a cool thing for him to latch onto and, and um, kind of scare people with, because he was all about scaring people and being this untouchable force. And Satan was, I don't if you could get into the mental illness of this dude and he might have actually believed Satan was protecting him, which is why he was so obtuse about some things. But that's a once again, another topic for another day. But the Knights Templar was one of the original like Satanist clubs. And I say clubs because it it was one of those. We, I'm not sure if there's actual evidence towards them doing that stuff, but they were definitely this military order originally dealing with the Crusades and all that. And then once they were kind of established in Jerusalem, they essentially became a international bank. One of, and they, they stopped doing all the crusading bullshit and being this mercenary group. They mostly only protected their own after a while and only about... 10% of them were actually combat. The rest of them were just all about finances and how they can make money for the church and originally for themselves and eventually establish the church and try and do the, all the tithing better and 
use the funds better to just make this giant international bank and just get rich off of it. And that's kind of why like games like Assassin's Creed has taken them as this um, giant conglomerate that is going to take over the world and a bunch of other people have vilified them. But there were the rumors of at least them using rituals and magic and all these things um, hush hush under the carpet and trying to use that to make them more powerful. And that's kind of where we get our Masonic lodges and Shriners lodges lodges that we have nowadays is when the Knights Templar was um, disbanded essentially about two to 300 years after they were founded you had all these splinter groups that kind of like, oh, well, there's a void now and we're going to start doing these brotherhoodly things because it kind of started this, once they stopped doing the mercenary group, it was this secret organization. Everyone wants to be a part of something exclusive. <laughs> and so... My dad was a we, Freemason. Oh my God. Yeah, he was. And also, I'll be honest, it really doesn't sound too unrealistic to say that the fucking Knights Templar would secretly continue and now they're part of the fucking oh yeah well, wig Illuminati like that, oh, that that's a whole nother discussion yeah I mean, that, I mean it sounds like it could be true well, it really does well they were very like open mm-hmm. for a while and then that being open made them targets once yeah. once they became known as this group that um kind of pulled back from their military and mostly worked on money, then they became a target for people that wanted to steal and fuck with their shit. And so that's kind of where they started falling apart. And that's where they might've actually just gone into seclusion and just shred all the fat. And now they're just this tiny little um, secret organization. And that's where you get the Freemasons and the Masonic lodges. And um, that these brotherhoods, basically they were, mostly trying to promote working together and accomplishing things for the betterment of mankind and peace. And we don't know if they were doing that for their own gain, if they were actually cared about everything. Most of them were typically Christian. um, And, but they were all still had this level of expecting expectancy of using ritualistic magic to help them accomplish these goals. And the fucked up part is if you don't know anything about ancient magic and all these other magic ritual things, and this is where it really starts getting fucked up is most of these rituals require were sex rituals. Like they literally required blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, They literally required, um, like a release of blood or sexual energy. So you basically get these brotherhoods of rich old men getting together, getting fucked up and getting tripping balls on opium and then sucking each other off for these rituals to get their spells to work. And that's kind of where this origin of sex magic and corruption and all, because if you find out that all these men that you have this high, high respect for and esteem for, you find out they're all having gay orgies in secret what's the easiest excuse that the devil made me do it or they're they're satanists or there's no way they're actually christians and blah 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 and so that's that's where a lot of these rumors and a lot of this bullshit comes from is actually using these ancient magic rituals and it's very normal when you actually deep down understand why we choose these why they chose these magic things and why certain things have power like blood without blood you're dead so it must have some level of life force in it. And there's got to be some power to blood. What The best that you feel in this euphor- euphoric feeling is when you're, when you're coming. So there must be some <laughs> magic to, uh, to orgasming. There, there's gotta, 
So we we harness those things <laughs> and we grab it. You're fucking comic, he said. Yeah, I'm not gonna hold back when you're comic. Nine inch nails said it the best. You, you get you closer to God, and yeah. it's it. So there's got to be magic, and and then what you make when you come makes life and babies, and so you that must have some magic power to it. So you get into all this ancient magic and all this bullshit, and people throw it at Satanism, but it's really just ancient magic. This is just what shamans and all these. Um, old order people would do is use blood and cum and and sex energy <laughs> to make the rituals work. It sounds like a fucking weird hentai game on Steam, dude. It is <laughs> so like when you start getting into leftist magic and chaos magic and all these other oh, magics yeah. that I, I leftist studied, magic. Yes, oh, yeah. it's not. It has nothing to do with politics. It, it, oh, it, um, it's uh, tell me they snowflake the magic now. I mean, it's very easy for Dreams you to start coming. talking. Yeah, yes, yeah. it's very easy for Q to say, "Oh, there's leftist magic exists and sex energy, and the Democrats must be raping children <laughs> in order to summon the devil." And blah blah. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, dude, shut the fuck up. This, fuck is, um, this is kind of a, them. this is kind of a weird plug, but for anybody listening at home, and you guys are even rel- relatively interested in any of this, if you want a fictional kind of interpretation of some of this stuff that's based on factual evidence, go check out Dan Brown's um, Da Vinci Code. Yes. Um, it is, uh, it's a fantastic book. It's a great apt- adaptation into a movie. Uh, Tom Hanks plays the main character. Um, and it, it, Dan Brown has done a lot in of research into, you know, paganism and Knights Templar and the Freemasons and kind of, you know, that Illuminati-esque stuff. And, takes that and interprets it his own way but it covers a lot of this kind of stuff so if you want a, at least a fictional take on some of this stuff and it's it's pretty neat it's pretty cool check out check out the movie it's uh it's i good. haven't seen the movie i've wanted to read the book it's, uh, it's i should probably it, just read the or i almost just said read the movie, I read the, movie? The, the, the movie. book is great the honestly the movie is good enough because it yeah. had such a stellar cast it was directed really well um I, it gets a lot of hate um, honestly, because of its subject matter, it does deal a little bit in this, these, uh, like Sully was talking about some of the, the sexual, um, the sexual acts that were done. It, it paints Pagan. Christians pretty poorly because the only major Christians in the movie were fucking nuts. Yeah, they were. Uh, and honestly, God, it escapes me what sect they were from, but it, it definitely like cardinals and high ups in, in the Catholic church are basically uh, criminalized and yeah. uh, vilified in the movie for sure. So if you're not into that, don't, but it is, it's the, that's the perspective and mm-hmm. it's uh it's a, it's an interesting one. It's, it's like I said, it's fictional, but it is, it is, it is good. Check it out. Yeah. And then, so then we have the fun Satanism clubs, which um, for basically is the Hellfire Clubs. They originated in Europe in the 1700s, and uh, Ben Franklin was actually part of uh, one of these Hellfire Clubs. I believe he was in one in France um, for a time, and it fits because he was a total disgusting asshole if you actually know anything about Ben Franklin and legitimacy and not what you learned in third grade. But uh, they were basically uh, fuck clubs. Um, you'd get dressed up in the, and uh, praise Baphomet and do some opium and, opium and then start penetrating your friends. And it was that just this. It's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it was basically just a way of having this secret brotherhood. And I don't know if the sexual thing was just because it was taboo, if they were actually all secretly gay or what. It doesn't matter. It's just that's just what they did. It was just this secret organization consisting of dudes because women weren't allowed in anything back then. And they just partied 
and they did everything. They basically acted like they were in Rome, do as the Romans do. They they had their festivals, they had fun, they would get together um, on a regular basis, and that's just what they would go after. And then we have our American, a little more well-known, but all filled with secrecy and hearsay and rumor is the Bohemian Grove Satanist Club. Um, is basically a super secret club of important people that met up in a secluded area for about two weeks each year in Northern California. It's named Bohemian Grove because that's where they would meet. And it is super secret. Um, I think one person tried sneaking in and like he had the shit beat out of him and he was dumped like down the road, like 30 miles. Like they took him way the fuck away and left him with nothing. But uh, they would basically burn effigies, um, typically an owl with a human effigy inside. Um, it kind of denote wisdom and all sorts of other bullshit. But um, they would have a two week long party and they would just get fucked up on drugs and booze and all fuck each other. And it was just this giant party. But it was cons- what was crazy about it is it usually was of powerful people like politicians and like the people at the top of the tech industry. And um, they would make decisions, supposedly, um, to better the world or they would shoot the shit with each other in ways they couldn't in other situations. And they would make make the world better with these decisions. Or if you want to follow the conspiracy theorists, which could have some merit, this, this is where like huge decisions for like the Manhattan Project came around where they would just start talking about how are we going to win this war? We need something that is unprecedented. We need to come up with this, a weapons project that no one else can beat. And then they found the Manhattan project there, or you start hearing about the conspiracy, the conspiracy theories for like nine 11 <laughs> or whatever else you want to give to these rich people that control everything. And they wouldn't come up with these decisions during their two week long foot party. And that's, Basically, there's a, where we get. There's, that's a camp, right? There's so there's a camp that people say they do this shit in in like California. Yeah. Uh, Alex Jones talks about it a lot. Oh, Bohemian Grove. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but that's kind of like they say people do that shit all the time. And there's pictures of like Richard Nixon and Ronald Reagan being there and fucking. Yep. It's maybe all, it's maybe that's what Jeffrey Epstein's island was for. There's, I mean. You, that's where like people like Epstein and people higher up that didn't really have jobs. They just had money and influence. That's where they would meet up. It's just, it's rich people party. And you have no idea what's going on there because if you're not in, you don't, you don't know. And that's kind of where Satanism also gets its, um, it's shitty stuff because those people are also connected with all sorts of fucked up shit. And, But those are the more fun clubs. I know the Hellfire Club was originally made to kind of make fun of the Masonic Lodges as a, we don't need to have all your stuff going on. We're just going to get fucked up and fuck each other. We don't need your excuses. And kind of just started from there. Yeah. I respect it. And it, it, it all comes down to satan being the adversary that definition and anything that's bad any anybody that's hot or having a good time or anything that's against christianity just becomes you're the devil you're possessed um vilifying the anti-control yeah and 
and it was it was just common practice also to just any time that something bad was going on, you'd blame a demon, and then demons were. And it, it became common practice because demons were originally used in folk tales. They were used to keep people from doing stupid things. Like all those warning labels we have on everything, don't drink the bleach. There were folk tales of demons that would that were the ancient equivalent of that. And um, so you'd have stories of don't climb up a mountain, jump off a cliff, don't do this, don't do that, in order to sit, keep people from doing stupid shit. And then you'd start getting people making up their own tales once they realized the ability to blame things on demons. And so then you get the tales of get caught fucking your neighbor's wife, blame a demon. And there you go. Now, now we... Yeah, I was possessed and tricked by a demon. I thought it was my wife. She he hallucinated. He hallucinated, and yeah, <laughs> and and all the way up to like um, 1600s. Like this, I'm I'm saying these this stuff started back in the 300s of demons and all that shit. And then we, one of my favorite stories is the the uh, Ludon possession, which is Ludon, France. It's in the 1600s, and there is this a uh, bunch of nuns. Um, got all pissed off because a new hot priest came into town. When I say hot, he was attractive. He had been known for being philanderous. I think he knocked up someone's daughter. Um, and that person wasn't of in port yet, but eventually they did. And it was going to be bad news for him. But basically, they all started acting like they were possessed. And um, they were upset because this guy was taking their prisoners. So they did the classic possession stuff of... Um, freaking out and um, contorting and talking in tongues. And um, it started getting more and more sexual, the more attention that they got. And it got bad enough that they called in um, the church in order to try and exercise these women. And they did public exorcisms for years. Like this went so far out of hand. They did public exorcisms. I think it was for like five or six years. And like the head nun was the one that started it. And it just went down the line and they would start talking about how this one priest was the one that was um, summoning the demons and forcing them to do all this stuff. And it got really sexual. So during their uh, public exorcisms, they would basically just masturbate and yell out, fuck me, fuck me. And oh, they would, yeah. I'm going to come. Yeah. And then they and they would uh, perform the exorcisms. They would get some of the demons out because they would have hundreds of demons in them. And so they'd get some of them out. You got to show up next time to see which ones to get next time. That's just called post nut clarity. But it was. Yeah. But it was a way for them to make money and they would get tourists. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, you heard me. Which I didn't. It's just fucking post nut clarity. That's all it is. That's all it But it was it was a tourist trap essentially. It was they yeah, made it was they advertisement. Made so, it was free advertising, yeah, baby. You want to watch a bunch of nuns masturbate while getting exercised? Show up, donate, oh. and uh and there you go. And I'm gonna throw my coins at, at her like the bad girl she is. At this time, this isn't something that you go see like Kyle's Kyle's over here, you know, <laughs> sexifying it up, man. You got to imagine a crowd of people watching this, especially the women. Yeah. And they're freaking out. This is not really sexualized in any way. Publicly. It's scary. They said scared the shit out of people back then. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it's horror. That's, well, exact, I mean. They're also nuns. And these people are supposed to be close to God and married to God and protected and all this other shit. So if this is happening to them, what could happen to you? Scare like tactics, it, it, man. They're they're it, fucking powerful. Yeah, and it freaked people out. And this was 
1600s. So this is right when like all the witch stuff started getting popular. Like, and this was in Europe and it just, it, it started blowing up fast and just got way out of hand. And so we have demons and Satan and and the devil and whatever you want to call him blamed for everything. Every bad thing that ever happens is blamed on this evil deity. And you hear, you see that in all sorts of other cultures as well. It's always demons, evil spirit, upset spirit. You built your shit on a Indian burial ground and you've got a spirit haunting you. Like there, it's always some evil entity that is seeking either vengeance or manipulation or some kind of power control from you. And, I mean, that's, that's where all this Satanism bullshit comes from. That's where it, that's where it goes. It's all about the fear mongering, like, like Nate said. And it's, it's one of those things where it still strikes fear in most people's uh, brains when they hear Satanism or Satanist cult, and they still want to blame the demons and the devil on all sorts of um, stupid shit that happens. And I don't know. It's, I, I don't see Satanism as that anymore because I actually did some research and listened to some people talk about it and have learned that modern Satanism is nothing like any of this shit. Speaking of modern Satanism, really? Yeah. Fox, how much do you know about the TST? The TST? The TST? Yeah, the the TST. A.K.A. Like one of my testes in your throat. Like when I go TT? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, the T- the TST is a legitimate thing. Sully was telling me about it earlier. Yes, the, yeah. the Satanist temple. It's the modern, it's the modern Satanist temple of basically. Um, we'll get into that. We're we're not there yet. What are these um, TSTs in your fucking throat, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's some other uh, misconceptions, which I, um, the biggest one I would say is hell. Um, hell is one of those things where um, almost everything we think we know about hell nowadays is all fictionalized from artistry, poems, and it has nothing. And there's really not hell is much, not even in the Bible. Yeah, it's it's not in the Bible, and people love quoting the lake of fire um, mentioning from Jesus. And <laughs> the irony behind that is Jesus was literally talking about a garbage fire outside the city when they, when he was saying someone should be cast into the lake of fire. He just wanted someone to be thrown into a, a garbage fire because they were a piece of shit. Um, Throw that motherfucker yeah, in the fire. He, he wasn't talking about, uh, about hell at all. And um, most of our depictions come from like painters and people that are mentally ill that throw all the fucked up shit in their brain onto canvas. And one of my favorites is probably Hieronymus Bosch. Um, he had uh, the Garden of Earthly Delights where it's uh, this huge canvas divided into uh, three sections, one of which uh, pretty much represents hell. It's got all these forms of torture and flying demons and all sorts of fucked up shit going on. The Divine Comedy, baby. Yep. And it's just, yeah, it's just people being creative and then it getting attached to our belief system because that's just how a lot of this shit happens is it just, just like how those 10 different names are all smacked into one to describe Lucifer and Lucifer wasn't any of that shit. Lucifer was a bringer of knowledge. If anything, Lucifer was a hero. I mean, in, in my 
understanding of the literal interpretations of the Bibles as a, as a story. Lucifer was literally the person that saved us from servitude in the Garden of Eden. He brought us knowledge. He, he was known as the light bringer. He stood up to God uh, when he knew that he was going up against someone he could never defeat. And he still stood in defiance saying that I don't agree with this. He was, and, I'm sure what you'll get into, he was the, he was the symbol of individualism in the face of conformity. Yes. That is a huge thing about Satanism is do not conform. If you are following something, it's because it's what you believe in, not because everyone else is doing it. Um, and that, that's, I mean, that's basically Satan, Satanism in a nutshell is do what you want to do so long it doesn't fuck with other people. But, um, and I learned about Catharism, which was this, uh, this, other unorthodox sect of Christianity. And they actually touch into that of um, Satan being, um, a, what's the best way to describe it? He, he's at, at the same level or he's this other deity of the whole evil God, good God thing. And they, they spin it in a fun way where um, you have the, the theory of God was actually evil. Satan was the good one. And he was trying to save us from the, the evil tyrant of God. Cause if you read into the Bible and the 250 million people, God killed and Satan only killed 10 and they were all commanded of him and all the genocide and infant side and all the other bullshit that happens in the old Testament. And, um, in the 12th century, this group, um, that called themselves the Catharists basically tried to figure out why the, why the Bible was like that. And they came up with their own little explanation and they believed that the new Testament God and the old Testament God were two different entities. Um, that old Testament was the God of physical creation. And, um, he was the one that did all the evil bullshit and fucked up everything killed all the people and they referred to him as Satan and the new Testament God was the spiritual creator. He created heaven. And um, that's why he sent his son into the physical realm to try and save us and um, follow the rules of Satan in order to save other people. And um, it didn't end up working and blah, 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 blah. And they, and it wasn't a fix-all band-aid and they still had to actually forgive people properly. And they actually, this kind of goes into a little bit of Scientology belief, but what they believed was human spirits were actually angel spirits trapped in the physical world and had to, had to be inside of humans. And the only way that they could be released back into the spiritual world with the good God is if they were given a baptism right before they died <laughs> so that they couldn't sin and then they would be released. And if you failed to do that, you'd just be reincarnated again to try again. And that was their belief. And that was their attempt to understand the Bible and all and what it was saying. And there's no way that Old Testament, and New Testament, God were the same person because they act completely different, even though there's still some stuff in the New Testament so that's fucked up. And you can even get into Revelation where people fear the apocalypse and all these terrible things that are happening. And if you actually study the Revelation, the book Revelation and understand the period that it was written in and the stuff going on, Revelation was literally just talking about the fucked up shit that was going on in Rome. It had nothing to do with an actual apocalypse. Um, the whole sign of the beast and 666 and all the symbology and all that stuff could easily be translated into the hierarchies and the political system of Rome. 
and it literally has nothing to do with an actual apocalypse. So it's just, it's so much stuff of just people taking creative licensing on stuff that other people made and saying, we're going to weaponize this in order to get more followers and make more money. (laughs) And it worked. I always thought that the Cathari were very cool. It was like enlightenment before enlightenment happened long before enlightenment happened. I mean, like you touched on, they just refused to believe that there was only one God. So they created their good God, which was the new Testament God and the old God. Um, The good God from the old Testament was the evil God. And that he was the one that created the mortal world. The mortal world is sinful and terrible. And I, I always thought that was kind of an interesting, it was just interesting to me. It was like an attempt back because back then everything was repressed. It was difficult to get religious texts. It was difficult to be an individual and have your own thoughts and your own philo- philosophy and break away from the norms without just being an outright pagan. And the fact that they lasted almost 200 years with these well, thoughts. Sort of. Yeah. But they were constantly persecuted. Yes. They, they didn't live a second without persecution, but still the fact that they came up with these ideas back in the days where that would get you burned at the stake. Yes. Yeah. I mean, outward Christians, the calling themselves, I believe the good Christians mm-hmm. in the middle of <laughs> a Christian country, a Christian world and saying there are, there is more than one God. Mm-hmm. I mean, holy shit. That was a big deal. That was a big, and that's ultimately why they disappeared. I mean, well, it disappeared is a strong word, but basically. Yeah. I mean, they, they joined they are, the Knights Templar and running they, the world. Yeah. I mean, they're gone. They, they're, they're not around anymore. So technically, yes, they disappeared. Um, but I'm, I'm just glad that we have somehow retained the knowledge of their existence. And now it's something you can research. Um, but yeah, so now we can get into more the modern Satanists. And so I'm going to basically start by um, stating that there are two types of Satanists. There are the Satanists that are theo- theist Satanists or theological Satanists that believe that Satan is an actual deity and that he um, wants you to do everything that you can for your own individualism and be the best person that you can be. And then you have the atheist um, Satanist, which is basically what I am. Um, it's a little less fun than, than the than that one, but that's honestly what I believe. Less fun. It is less fun. It is so much less fun. I, I want just the thought of this of this being Satan existing and actually having something to do with um, all the good shit that we want to actually pile onto him. I think is, the theistic viewpoint is even kind of a stretch because they don't. If I'm not mistaken, they actually believe him to be more of like a patriarch mm-hmm. than an actual deity. Yes. Am I am I right? That is correct. He he doesn't have the same like he has influence, but he's he not has, omni. He's not omnipotent or whatever. No, he yeah he does. He's not everywhere. He's not. He doesn't know everything, and he's not all powerful. Um, he's he has no powers. He's he's like a fallen angel. He's he has been stripped of most of his powers. He has some influence, but it's not enough. It's like if you were to do some chaos magic in the in with some Satanist rituals, he might be able to have some influence. But as far as the totality of his power, it is almost non-existent. For the right. next episode, let's just <clears throat> let's do a fucking workshop on running chaos magic. <laughs> well, 
Chaos Magic is definitely a, another as a step farther into the direction we have currently taken. It is so much deeper and so much more fucked up than just a bunch of old dudes jerking each other off in a lodge. Yeah, well, I mean, I think we should definitely like, <laughs> I don't know, give us a fucking, give us a supply I can, list. I can and then next time we do, we'll, or we'll do a segment and we'll just record us for half an hour and see if one of us dies. I will definitely... <laughs> prep i will prep to do a chaos magic in the future because chaos magic and the other magic i would love of, to do that they're a lot of fun i um, would 100 percent love to just do it and record it have everyone turn their fucking lights off and just see <laughs> <laughs> it's and i'm a, i'm actually a slight believer in chaos magic as well i don't oh, yeah so it's it's so you'd something want us to do one that would like have an actual effect right you probably wouldn't want to do like there will Something be... along the lines of summon this fucker that's going to kill you, right? No, I mean, that's not exactly how it works, but there there are some dangers to it if you believe in it. And there's 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 a whole there's a whole we'll we'll get into it. Don't okay. you worry. I, okay. That is now slated for the future. Uh, OK, but one thing real quick. Um, right before we start getting into real modern Satanism, we should probably mm-hmm. take a little break. So any thoughts before we do that? Oh, good call. Good call. Um. I think I'm good. Okay. He thinks he's good, Fox. No, we're good. Let's let's uh let's hit it. Alrighty, well, here's some tunes. Tunes! And we'll catch you right after. Hey everybody, welcome back to the third episode of Hoodlums. Hope you enjoyed our nice little break and the tunes that are included. Good tunes. Yeah. <laughs> I like music. You like Okay, anyway, uh, we're just going to we're going to hop right back into it. So music we is my aeroplane. All right. So I guess what I wanted to do before I got into the specifics and oh, whatnot of the uh, the Satanist was I wanted to have this questionnaire that I've oh, teased a couple of times. Um, so it's it's five questions, I believe. Yeah, five questions. I got a lot of fucking notes here. Um, so uh, <laughs> shut up. Um, so I guess I'm going to give you three options for each of these questions and it's just decide there. Some of the options are a little long. Um, so if you need to restate them, feel free. Do I need to write anything down? Um, no, um, I think I got that. I'm, I'm going to do little marks of who answered what. It's only five questions. He is taking notes of who to fucking put down out back at the home. Get out a notepad. Take take the quiz yourself. Take notes. Take the quiz yourself. That or answer along. Answer along on Twitter. Something fucking. <laughs> All right. So I hoodlum. Yeah. No. So, oh yeah, I guess. Uh, if the law of the land is unjust, how should you respond? We have fuck the law of the land. Your God will protect you against your worldly enemies, and you will be rewarded. You have your deity and sacred text are above all worldly institutions. You should do everything in your power to force others to conform to your religion's judicial teachings, including but not limited to taking everything that they own. Or C, pursue justice as best you can without infringing on the freedoms of others. Attempt to enact change in the laws of the land to better serve justice. Those are your three options. This is a real test that's been yeah. assessed to <laughs> yeah. real people. What the fuck is going on? No, this I, is a real test, and I feel like I've taken it before. I actually I, made this on my own. You did not. I did. I I call bullshit, sir. I, I made this on my own. I, I <laughs> okay. When you say law of the... Okay, wait. What's the, the law question? of the land. So an example would be um, abortion. Let's say that um, you... That 
you want abortion to be uh, you want to have your girlfriend get an abortion but it is illegal to have abortion abortion myself so yeah so you have fuck the law of the land your god will protect you against your worldly enemies so if you go to jail or whatever yeah um you have your uh deity and your sacred text are above all worldly institutions so it's got to be c Okay, so pursue justice as best you can without infringing on the freedoms of others. Attempt yeah. to enact change in the laws of the land to better serve justice. Yeah. All right. Nate? C. Okay. All right, our next one is how do you view one's personal rights? Uh, A is personal rights are sacred. Everyone should be respected whether they offend you or not. Everyone is responsible for their own actions. And if someone infringes on the freedoms of another person, then their own rights are forfeit. B, you and your own are all that matter. Anyone who has something you want or wants what you have is your enemy and doesn't deserve to breathe. Or C, If someone attacks you, you should forgive them. If they repeatedly attack you, you should continue to forgive them and your deity will protect you or reward you. These questions seem pointed. I I can't imagine anyone picking other than A. Well, you've got a very, a very defined circle of people that you deal with. <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, I guess, yeah. Well, I've got yeah. plenty of friends that wouldn't pick A. I mean, I'm picking A, but I've got plenty of people that wouldn't. Interesting. Yeah, I do too. I, especially uh, B. I have a few others that uh, that is truly what they believe, and that's just how they. But the only reason they don't follow that perfectly is because they know they'll get in trouble. And yeah, I know maybe those people oh, should fuck off. I know yeah. plenty of people that would pick C. Mm-hmm. What was C again? C is if someone attacks you, you should forgive them. If they repeatedly attack you, you should continue to forgive them and your deity will protect oh, you. Oh, well, or yeah, you. that's just anyone that goes to church on Sundays. Like, <laughs> that's a that's that's a blanket. I, I don't know if I agree with that, Kyle. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Who gives a shit? Who okay. Gives a shit? Now for a big one. Um, oh, God. That's going to be big. a little obvious. If science proves a key element of your religion <laughs> to be false, you should A... Or A, your religion is infallible. Your deity created the universe with possible scientific findings that go against uh, its teachings as a test. Or the scientist is lying. B, their science is sorcery and they are dangerous. They should be killed. It's that one. Or C, conform to the scientific understanding and adjust your beliefs accordingly. Obviously C, 100% C. Anyone that doesn't say C should be fucking put to death. Careful. (laughs) No, fucking pull out the guillotine. I don't give a fuck. Do it in my front yard. So you're going with B, science is sorcery and people should be killed. (laughs) No. 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 Just said people should be killed. No, but science isn't sorcery though. That's but, the important part. But they're dangerous. If you so flipped if it and someone... you said science is not sorcery and people that believe it is should be killed, yeah, I'm on board. <laughs> okay. But like, I'll, the way you got it, no. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, okay. Next one. Um, if you were to sin, what actions should be taken? A, do your best to amend any harm your sin has caused. B, apologize and promise not to do it again. Or C, you should be punished if you were caught and do better to not get caught next time. Mm. For this, it depends who I'm doing it to. I'm sinning right now. Yeah, he's, fucking, <laughs> he's, got, a, he's got a pinky in his fucking urethra. Using what one hand. the fuck? Yeah. 
How you can fit are a you pinky? watching me now right now? <laughs> what the fuck? My camera's off. All right. Uh, what were uh, A and B again? Um, a is do your best to, to amend any harm your sin has caused. Um, fuck, I'm doing these out of order, possibly. All right. The, so our three are A, do your best to amend any harm your sin has caused. B, apologize and promise not to do it again. C, you should be punished if you were caught and do better to not get caught next time. I don't like any of these answers. Yeah, I feel like to most people, it would be some combination of A or B, but there are definitely people that I would say C for. Mm-hmm. Like people or entities that I'm having conduct with. Yeah. Read A but and B very carefully one more time. A is do your best to amend any harm your sin has caused. And then B is apologize and promise not to do it again. Um, I'm going to go with A on the grounds that I'm not defining my act as a sin, but the interpreter is, and therefore I'm answering a, okay. Just to be, just to be, well, that's actually a kind to my fellow kind to my fellow man and their beliefs. I'm going to go with, and that's part of the philosophy for that answer is that it doesn't matter what someone else thinks as far as, um, what their beliefs are. If you have done something that has harmed someone else that can be considered a sin and in whatever philosophy you have, like your own moral code, if you've harmed someone that could be your own personal sin and you yeah. apologize and that's kind of how I view try it. To amend. I viewed it. Yeah. Well, that's, that's a, I mean, that's a very deep so statement because we I can, we can call, I mean, the Bible and a moral code. There's a whole topic right there too. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, the way my brain read that question is I didn't even notice you said sin the first time around. I just immediately took the basic meaning of the question to be if you do something to someone that's wrong, then you say you're sorry and you make a promise not to do it again. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just not even factoring sin into it until Fox brought it up. I didn't even know it was there. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And then our last one, if a law of your religion seems unjust, heartless or ignorant, how should you handle that? Um, A, trust in the religious teachings of your deity and follow your religious teachings without question. B, you are wrong and you should punish yourself for questioning beings greater than you. Or C, follow what you feel is right. Compassion, justice and wisdom are top priorities. That one. C. All right. Though in the fucking scripture of these nuts. I think I'm pretty among good people. So you want to take a guess as to why I gave you this questionnaire? To try to figure out if we believe in the same shit that modern Satanists do? Yeah. And y'all basically answered all of the... um, This (laughs) was so many questions for the seven tenets of Satanism, and y'all answered almost all of them to agree with the seven tenets of Satanism. Did I? Which ones did I not get? Um, I would say um, apologize and promise not to do it again as Christian um, mm-hmm. and do your best to amend any harm your sin has caused a Satanist. Well, so, um, I mean, the weird thing with me is like if I was like if I did something fucked up to anyone that I know. Yeah. That I actually cared about, you know, amending with, I would do both of those things. Those are both. Yeah. Um, I think the, I the philosophy behind it is just saying something doesn't mean anything if you're not willing to try and fix it. Yeah. Like well, that, that's truly, what I'm saying. Yeah. And so that's where part of amending can be apologizing. Like the amending can be anything from emotional support to physical support for whatever. Okay. Well, my answer caused. would be 100% A then. 
All right. Then that, that was definitely then that's Satanism. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go over the tenets real quick so that we can uh, we'll understand why these answers were that way. And so this was a combination of Old and New Testament Christianity, paganism and Satanism for the three answers. And it was multiple different types of paganism for the paganist because there's just so much i just couldn't pick one um <laughs> it's a blanket but, term yeah it's a blanket term it's basically yeah it's like fuck the law of the land your god will protect you and blah blah blah. Just, i mean it's just all sorts of shit going on there but anyway the first one is one should strive to act with compassion and empathy toward all creatures in accordance with reason the second the struggle for justice is ongoing and necessary and a necessary pursuit that should prevail over laws and institutions so that's kind of like if you feel something is wrong you shouldn't break the law or harm people because you think it's wrong but you should do what you feel is right and do your best to try and amend those laws and see what you can do to have the pursuit of justice be what is the priority um, and we've got um, two that kind of go together. Um, number three is one's body is inviolable, subject to one's own will alone. And four, the freedoms of others should be respected, including the freedom to offend. To willingly and unjustly encroach upon the freedoms of another is to forego one's own. Five, belief should conform to one's best scientific understanding of the world. One should take care never to distort scientific facts to fit one's beliefs. Six, people are fallible. If one makes a mistake, one should do one's best to rectify it and resolve any harm that might have been caused. And seven, every tenant is a guiding principle designed to inspire nobility in, in action and thought. The spirit of compassion, wisdom, and justice should always prevail over the written or spoken word. And so all of those questions basically posed a situation where you have multiple options and y'all basically chose to follow the tenets of Satanism in each of those situations in comparison to New and Old Testament Christianity or paganism. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go look up a picture of the neckbeard that wrote those and toss them up on for the YouTube video. <laughs> I think we're going to have a good time there kind of looking. No, but... I it's, it just sounds it sounds to me like it's literally just the tenets of it's being just an a honor code. fucking human being. Exactly. Yeah, like, it's it's a humanist code. It's a secular yeah. humanist code of understanding the basics of morality and following it. And there's there's all sorts of other things that come in like there's um, there's the nine satanic sins and the nine statements as well that come along with this. Now, I'm not going to get into all the statements because most of them are dated, but there are two that I really like. Um, and the, they're the last two. You cherry picking boy. I did cherry pick. You cherry pick it, boy. The last two are actually pretty fucking hilarious. Um, okay, so the first one is Satan represents all the deadly sins as they all lead to physical, mental, or emotional satisfaction. Now, when I say sins, I'm not talking about the Ten Commandments. I'm talking about pride, envy, lust, greed, gluttony, sloth, wrath. Yeah. Um, these are all only sins if you in, if you indulge in them to a large extent like there's nothing wrong with being prideful there's nothing wrong with being envious of someone just don't steal their shit it, it's a drive for success it's ambition envy is ambition it's wanting to do something better because you see someone else that has something good and you want that as yeah. well so you're going to try and be as good as them if not better than them you see a big yacht you want a yacht i'm gonna have a better yacht than that motherfucker and uh you have gluttony there's nothing wrong with it with rewarding yourself every once in a while don't overindulge obviously but there's nothing wrong with that greed is similar to envy it's it's a driving force lust is normal that's 
like obviously don't rape people because that goes against the third tenant. It's don't do anything that harms other people, but there's nothing wrong with your sexuality. You know, sloth, take breaks. There's nothing wrong with procrastinating every once in a while. So long you're not like self-defeating. And you're not like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you are, uh, you're going, you're going a little too much on that side, but that's okay. We still love you. We'll forgive what you. The, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what? That wasn't like a fucking bat signal for Sully fucking bully me. Oh, no, 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 no. I quit. And then no, we have no, Rath, no, no. Uh, the example that might be given if I'm too mean to Kyle. Um, yeah. But there's nothing if, wrong with it, uh, avenging yourself or when? defending yourself so long it's not taken to an extent to where it's cruel or merciless. Um, and then the last statement, which is one of my favorites is Satan has been the best friend of the church because it has kept it in business for all these years. Mm-hmm. What a homie. And, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the fear mongering we were talking about before where there's just so much like eternal damnation. Satan's going to do all these terrible things and blah, 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 blah. It's, it's okay. Whatever. But the sins are also a lot of fun. Um, so the first one is stupidity. Being stupid is a sin. Thank God. And it's because stupidity is something that can be fixed. It's something that it's it's like ignorance, similar to ignorance, where you just you need to study. If you don't know something, research it, figure out, ask questions. And you've got number two is pretentiousness. Um, three is slopsism. Uh, it's basically the idea that you are the only true human to exist and no one deserves your respect. Um, then four is self-deceit, which I think most of us are, uh, very, very well versed in self-deceit of all sorts of things. The most common being, I don't need to write that down. Oh my God. Biggest lie you've ever told yourself. Right now for not taking notes. Biggest, biggest Thing, lie you've ever told yourself, especially in school, is I don't need to write that down. Oh, I thought um, that was targeted towards. No, I'm saying, about, I'm saying <laughs> as humans, humans' belief and pride in their memory is one of those. Yeah. Like it's, it. You know, you're not gonna remember that shit. Like you might remember it for an hour. You might remember it for five minutes. Um, then there's herd conformity. We've talked about conformity being basically against Satanism. Um, six lack of perception. Uh, it's kind of like one where if you don't know something or whatnot, you do your best to get all sides of a story before you make a judgment. Um, seven, forgetful of past orthodoxies. Basically, just learn from your past and all the other bullshit that's changed and why it's changed. Um, and then there's counterproductive pride and final lack of aesthetics. Now, aesth- aesthetics <clears throat> is not don't be ugly. It's not saying don't be ugly. It's saying have an appreciation for beauty. You don't have and be concerned about beauty. Like you can be slothful, but don't let your hygiene um, affect your appearance. Don't let your um, like take a bath, be (laughs) self-sufficient and take care of yourself, even though you're being a little slothful. Um, Care about what you look like to an extent that you're happy with how with who you are and also have appreciation for the beauty in the world and art and all that other shit. Cause if you're just going to be a cynical asshole, then you're, you're an asshole. But hey, thanks, are, yeah. So those are, uh, those are basically some of the cornerstones or belief systems or tenants or whatever you want to call them that revolve around the modern atheism 
or modern atheistic Satanism. Um, and it's what really drew me in is learning that this is just basically secular humanism with the fun spin of adding some religion to it. And it, like the the it doesn't believe in the deity of Satan. Um, Satan is more of a symbol for the natural energy that explains what we haven't figured out yet, or magic, or whatever you want to call things that are beyond our control. Um, it believes that life is equally fair and cruel. Um, you need to believe in yourself more than you than you believe in some supernatural being to save you. Um, and it's just it's you. Br- I, I don't know how far, how much farther to go than just. Don't be a dick. Believe in yourself and enjoy that Satanism brings all these fun symbols to fuck with people that are bigots and hypocrites. Mm-hmm. That just it's and that so really that, it, it sounds like modern Satanism is it, it breaks down into a couple points. And those are a be a decent fucking human being mm-hmm. and B it's it's more of an uh, like it sounds more like a set of ideals than it is like a traditional religion. So instead of like using Satan like a deity, like you said, it's more so like Satan Satan stands for all of these things. And we align ourselves with this symbol because we believe in what it stands for. Yeah. And there's there's power in symbology. And that's kind of where Satanists and the Temple of Satan and all the other people. That's why they've chosen Satanism is because it's a symbol. It's it's something to get behind. There's power behind it. There's power behind the robes. There's and that's what Christianity is tacked on. That's why there's crosses everywhere. Symbolism has power. It has Ooh. this sense of belief and feeling of correctness and inclusiveness. And Satanism embraces that. They understand that there's power in that and there's a feeling of camaraderie and they want to embrace that as well instead of just being, oh, I'm just an atheist that thinks people should not be dicks. No, I'm a Satanist. I believe all these things, but also I think the devil's cool and that's fucking metal and hell yeah, bro. And having fun with it instead of just like, and the other thing that goes along with that is when you have a religion that is a legitimate religion, Satanism um, is technically a religion in the, in America and the temple of Satanism allows, um, uh, what you call it, uh, donations. It allows membership. You can get a card and a certificate and all that other shit. But there, yeah, TST. Um, I I need to get order mine. But um, you're right. You do. What you what I like you. about them is they use in America with the whole freedom of religion bullshit. They use that against the government as much as they can. Like they have this whole. Um, reproductive freedom thing that they've been fighting for for months ever since the thing in Texas happened where if you're in Texas and you're having problems if you communicate with them they have lawyers lined up ready to help you and if you feel like you need to um, have an abortion within the 24 weeks and that's something that you want they believe in religious um, or they believe in reproductive freedoms and it's not just that it's basically anything where a the government they feel is over overreaching and you have all and it's pushing other religions as their doctrine for government instead of keeping church and state separate like they're supposed to. Um, that's where the, the uh, temple of Satan steps in and it's like, all right, well, you want to wield religion like it's some governing entity. Well, welcome to Satanism. We're going to do the same thing. And they do the best that they can to be good people with using those religious rights and helping people. And so that's another reason is it's 
I think that's fucking awesome. I I can't stand the fact that the church expects ten percent of your income and that they're not going to give any of it oh, yeah. to the uh, the government and they're just going to keep pocketing all and building building these mega churches. I went to the a most place successful yeah. business in history. Yeah, completely. And it's been there's uh, Scientology like L. Ron Hubbard. It's one of my favorite quotes. Is if uh, the best business you can make or whatever is to found a religion. Like it's, and then he did it and it's, it's nuts. I went to a Baptist school in high school and um, I went to a lot of different religious institutions when I was in growing up. And, but the Baptist school I went to was jokingly named the Baptodome or six (laughs) flags over Jesus. The Baptodome. The Baptodome. (laughs) I shit you not. It was if you went to a, like a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it totally does. They had a map inside in case you got lost. That's I shit you not. Like Mexico. if okay. you went to when like when you go to fucking Six Flags and you find these maps posted everywhere telling you yeah. where you are. There were five of those in this fucking mega church, and it, it's just it's baffling. And you go into the the uh, place of worship and. They're, it's half the size of a fucking football stadium. It's huge. And they got TV cameras everywhere and all this extra bullshit. And it's I it's, bet it can it's hold ridiculous. a whole lot of love for Jesus. Let's be honest. Oh, my God. It was, it's, <laughs> it was so big. And the, the offices and all the other things for Sunday school and daycare center and all that other shit, they got so big. They literally threw a middle school and a high school into it. And that's where I went to middle, uh, my last year of middle school and three years of high school was, was there. They ended up with the money that they made off of it being a private school on top of it being a church that made a shit ton of money. Um, they built a whole new high school and they, what, what I don't get is even when it came to the school, they shit all over, um, the money that they were spending or they shit all over us and flaunted the money they were spending. They gave a tour of the new school and they said that they spent $250,000 on these awesome concrete stained floors. And then when I went to my AP physics class, we used hot wheels, stopwatches and tennis <laughs> balls. Hell yeah. 250, a quarter of a million dollars on the floors and you can't get us a single fucking machine or system to use for physics beyond just, oh my God, sports equipment, seriously? So, I, I mean, I have my own hangups for certain things, but that's that level of abuse you don't see in Satanism. You don't see, like they use their money for, to pay for lawyers, to pay for um, help charities. And they do all, they spend all of their money in ways that they can, they can do to help people. And of course there's probably some people in the system that are on the take because that's their job and that's fair, but they're not building giant temples and giant churches and throwing money at it and getting private jets and that kind of stuff pissed me off growing up, learning about Christianity and how some of this shit was abused. It, it pushed me away. And then I, I considered myself atheist for a while. And then I learned a little bit about Satanism from just a few, um, podcasts or a TV show here or there. And I kind of delved into it a little bit and learned more and did a little research. And I learned about the sins and the tenants and a few other things. And then over the years, I've just slowly learned more and more until, um, I did a little last minute research before our, our podcast, but most of this stuff I inherently knew it's because I find it interesting and I believe most of it. And I 
think it's a great way to live. And I enjoy walking around with a pentagram on my shirt and getting a few looks sometimes. Fuck yeah. I mean, so as someone that's never been super religious, um, I grew up in in a Christian household and my mom would have had me go to church uh, if I would have wanted to. But thankfully, my household has always been very like choice oriented Mm -hmm. Um, because my dad is is a pretty hardcore atheist. Um, And so there's always been that choice there, I guess. Um, that kind of left us in this place where I could think about it myself, but I never really went anywhere religious with it. Um, if I had to go somewhere religious or if I were to turn around and go somewhere religious, it sounds like it's where I would be. I mean, it essentially just stands for. It's like a non-religious religion. Yeah. I mean, it's more like a code to live by that. You can also reap some of the benefits of having a religion from like, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost like taking advantage of a, of a skewed system. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, how about, you know, look at all these people using religions for fucked up shit. But how about we make a religion? We instead just make it like, hey, don't be a douchebag. And then we call it a religion so we can get all the benefits these other douchebags are getting. Mm-hmm. And so, it, I mean, it sounds like a dub to me. I don't I don't like I consider myself kind of a spiritual person, but I don't think Satanism turns away from that. I think it probably embraces no. that on a certain level. And I would say uh, spirit, spiritual is a good term because I used that term before I considered myself Satanist. And I say these things as I'm sitting here looking at my tattoo I have on my left arm. That's a full sleeve. And it is literally the serenity prayer translated into Enochian, which is a language of the angels. Yeah. Um, and But the serenity prayer is not inherently Christian. It's not in the Bible. It was, it was a prayer of... I would say fits into Satanism. It's uh, God grant me the serenity to accept the ch- things I cannot change, the power to change the things that I can and the wisdom to tell the difference. Yeah. It's, it's a peaceful prayer as it's explained. And it's, it's one of those things that I've lived by. I've heard my whole life and I decided that I, it, it was important enough to me to throw it on my arm in a fun way. And one's, one's faith does not need to be directed at any one deity. Yeah, like the Christian, the Christians have the cornerstone on the word faith, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuckers. But yeah, and then I think it's time for Nate to stand up and let us let let me know. <laughs> Tell what us you believe. that he disagrees what? with everything you have to say. <laughs> Tell me that I'm. I'm said, well, I'm first a, of all, you're yeah. a fucking idiot. Secondly. <laughs> Well, I know he is very intelligent and he's also educated in this stuff. So I am very curious to hear his take. Well, I i mean, I love that we got I was really hoping, Kyle, that you would speak up and say what you thought, um, because I was just interested in your take, because I knew that you're not a religious person. You didn't really grow up that way. And it's and Satanism is very drawing to uh, our age group. Yeah. It, it really is. And. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because the idea, the original idea of Satanism, I mean, it's almost like it was almost, almost making fun of Christianity. You know, they, Mm -hmm. they, they coined this, this, this term Satanism for adversary and people ran with it. They were like, okay, yeah, we're going to, we're going to believe in Satan. Sure. Yeah. But we're going to have morals directed inward and of our own making, not the ones that you push on us and take our money and 
institute all these ridiculous rules and enslave us. I mean, there's a whole laundry list of things that are wrong with anything that's been done under one God, if you want to call it that, or yeah. multiple gods and Satanism, the, the idea of the Satan, the, the satanic church or the Satanism is, is really, it's just countering that it's, it's like a counter argument. And it was, it was brilliant. It was satirical almost. And people just kind of ran with it and it was just kind of fluttering around. And then in, you know, in the current era, like Sully talked about, he talked about the current age, the, the, the current Satanism, the current satanic temple and all this kind of stuff. And, I have a couple friends um, that believe in the church of Satan and they, they call themselves Satanists. And um, it's, I have a love hate relationship because to keep a really long story short, I there's, I studied religion in school because I was very interested in why, why people believe things. Why do we put faith to something? Why do we put faith in a higher power? Why do we look up or down at a deity? Why do we believe what we believe? And I've gone through several phases and I still do. My, 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 my ideas change. Um, one of the main ones that I love is, is fear. We're fear of the unknown and we have to define it. Um, another one that I, I, I became really interested in, and I don't remember who originally came up with the idea, but it was during Enlightenment or slightly before in the 1600s. It was the idea that we build faith or we, we build as a human species, we build religion around the, an uncontainable ego that our ego is somehow evil and we put an entity to that. We believe that, you know, nihilism and all the things that we believe in ourselves and it, it can be dangerous. So we put, we put it on a shelf and we call it God and it, it tells us what to do that basically our ego, our deity tells us to keep right and to be right. And it's, it's, and it's an interesting concept. And I don't know, Sully, if you've ever read, um, have you ever read the satanic Bible? I have not read the okay. satanic Bible, but I have uh, heard, I know the basics of what it contains and I have heard a few of the essays. So the current or the current, the newer, or the current version of, the LaVey one, right? Right. The, the satanic, the current satanic temple, or, or it's it's really the the atheistic Satanism yeah. was really founded by a man named Anton LaVey. Um, and he he wrote the satanic Bible sometime in the 60s. And he either before or after that, um, he basically formed this church and became the first high priest of this of the satanic temple. Um you know, the satanic temple, like you were saying, the satanic temple, it's a real place. There's real high priests. There's, I mean, there's, you know, which would be equivalent to like a Pope. Mm -hmm. There's a real leader. There's real leadership there. And he was the first of the current, you know, the current church of Satan. And he basically described Satanism as an ethical egoism or yep. an ego, an ethical ego. It's not looking bad. Like, I mean, you described it perfectly with all the tenants and all that kind of stuff. It's not bad to feel good about yourself. It's not bad to do things for yourself. Um, when I first read the satanic Bible, it was, I was wafting back and forth between Satanism because it, it really does have presentable ideas that I appreciate. 
Um, but it's still a, a church. It's still a religion. And did therefore, lose, in my head, yeah. did it lose your interest when you got to Belial and Leviathan and it started talking about the magic rituals? No, um, for me, it's and this is very personal and I'm, this is going to be a very uh, one sided view and probably in the minority. But I just I personally believe that ego can be very dangerous if mm-hmm. left unchecked. And, you know, I, I nihilism and vanity, I think, are some of the worst traits that people can have. I think that there's a difference between believing in yourself and putting yourself on a pedestal. Yeah. And unchecked egoism scares me. And he talks a lot about the human ego and how we should nurture it. And, you know, I mean the idea of my, I am the most important person. Everything else doesn't quite matter. Mm-hmm. I personally don't like that ideal, which is in itself kind of the beauty of freedom. And I can choose to not believe that. And that's wonderful and all, but it, it's kind of what turns me away from Satanism. I love all the tenants. I love all the ideas. It's great. I think it's fantastic. Especially like Kyle said in a life of, in a life with lack of religion, this one speaks to people. Yeah. And especially in our era, especially in, a, you know, people our age and millennials and whatever else comes after us. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, drawing. And I, that in itself scares me a little bit. And I just, I'm wary of it. And so, no, I'm, I'm, I don't consider yeah. myself a Satanist. I probably never will. Um, yeah, but diving diving too much into the Epicureanism can be very dangerous. Yeah, that, that's that's ba- and that's where you have to follow the um, the tenets, and mm-hmm. I think that's what why they're so important is because if you everything needs to be done with a level of um, restraint and following the tenants because that's that's where I see the danger in it is mm-hmm. you'll see people that will latch on to one or two things because they're looking for something because they're lost. They want something that they can hold on to that isn't the normal conformity of the religion. And then they see, oh, this is literally a non-conformity religion. And they see a few things that they love. Mm-hmm. And then they see that it promotes hedonism. And then they're like, fuck yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then it's just and and it's dangerous and you have to you have to embrace all of it for it to work. And I think that too many just, people won't. Yep. And I think there are just too many people out there that just don't like you said, they don't like what's the first tenet? Stupidity, right? Stupidity is a sin yeah. because too many people see Satanism and go, fuck, yeah. And they're like, I'm in. Did you even pay attention? Do you know why this existed? Do you know where it's coming from? And I just I just think that that's semi dangerous. And like I said, egoism is. Just something that it goes against everything that I believe in, and you know, and that's it's, that's me, and that maybe to a fault, and I I understand that, but it's still it's still who I am. So it's a very personal reason why I'm not like, I just don't turn to Satanism. I just don't, I don't subscribe to it. Whatever you want to call it, oh, it's um, definitely dangerous, and it's one of those reasons. Like, there's a reason why Christianity exists and all these other religions exist that have all these rules, like the Ten Commandments, is because. Left unchecked, people are a bunch of bastards. And that's there's a danger to giving someone this type of religion or this type of worldviews because it kind of takes the reins or takes the reins off of them and just kind of like, all right, don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. And here you go. And then they have all these things to quote that make them that boost their ego, like you said. And it's Well, it kind of mm-hmm. sounds like that's a part of it, right? It so to me, at least 
so I don't know anything about Satanism other than what you guys have just talked about for the last like hour and a half. Mm-hmm. But to me, I mean, as someone from the outside looking in and that just learned about it, it sounds like that's the point. You know, it, there's this inherent idea that both of you seem to be alluding to to some to some extent that ego when left unchecked when you know too much in power causes humans to crack and break and shit like that but to to take this idea of satanism and to tell people hey listen like you don't need these reins you are perfectly capable as you are to handle these things as long as you follow these ideas of what makes a human being good uh, then we have faith in you to be able to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And that, I mean, something about that is appealing. It sounds appealing. It not even on a level of like, I need something to latch onto. So thank you for fucking believing in me, but just um, as someone that does inherently believe that humanity is good. I mean, that sounds right up my alley anyway. And that sounds Mm -hmm. intentional. Yeah. it, It basically extols the virtues of exploring your own nature and instincts and being yourself. And it's, I mean, it's, like atheistic Satanists, um, they've been just des- like they've been described as believing that God and Satan are not external ent- entities, but rather projections of like your own in- individual personality. And that's that's one way some people can try and wrap that around is it's like it's your conscience. Like people, he- you say you hear those voices or don't do that or I feel bad when I do that. And instead of thinking that those are some deities or something, no, that's you and understanding that it's you and that's your own moral code talking to you. And but some people don't have those same checks and balances and in their own system. And they need those rules of other religions and Satanism has them. You just have to embrace them all. It's, it's an all or nothing kind of thing as if, if you don't, if you don't dive in and take everything, like all the tenets of, cause where that ego comes is I, I imagine, and I've, you've seen it before of people that are Satanists or they act like they're Satanists and they're dicks to people that are, uh, religious, and there is a level of contempt that comes with being an atheist and being in an atheistic religion type of thing. But you're still breaking the third and fourth tenant if you're a dick to someone who is faith is has a faith in something or a uh, religion that they follow, and it's and that's where people break is they they use it as a weapon instead of a way of making themselves better. Yeah, it's, no, I absolutely get that, and honestly, I. So kind of touching on the idea of hating on people that have faith, even from outside of Satanism, I've never really gotten that. Like, I went to school with a girl who I considered to be a really good friend, especially at the time. And at the college we went to, uh, it was technically religiously affiliated. And because of that, you had to take at least one class in at least one religion course Mm -hmm. before you could graduate. And this girl became something of a fucking legend in a bad way (laughs) by going into that class and every single day challenging the professor by saying like basically just saying hey god isn't real and you should know it wow and it was it was like very borderline offensive and aggressive and it was super weird and i never really viewed her the same way after that but she took a lot of pride in it and she definitely focused on a lot of uh, a lot of pagan ideals specifically, maybe some Satanism. I never really got too much into that with her, but it, she kind of leaned that way. Um, and it was it was super weird to me because I've always kind of viewed faith, as long as you're not using it to persecute somebody 
or to tell someone that they're a piece of shit or whatever. Some people just need something to believe in, right? They need something to work towards. They need, I mean, that's, that's humanity almost to a degree is like you, you need that push, that motivation. And sometimes you just need to feel like you're not so alone. And (laughs) so I get it. I mean, I, I will Mm. never tell someone you're stupid for believing in this. Cause first of all, how could any of us possibly know? We right. can't. There's there's no way. But secondly, fucking it's not my business. And if you need it to maintain your business, go for it. Like, who am I to tell you not to? That's it's a very, very strong point. It's the reason why I don't. It's the reason why I have a hard time associating myself as an atheist. Um, because I have so many friends who actually don't really believe, don't really understand what atheism actually is. And especially going through school in the social sciences and in anthropology and then even focusing more into religious studies, I was surrounded by people who were atheists who were like that. And it's so at at its at my heart, I am an atheist, but I actually more identify I, I when I tell people what I believe in, I just I mark myself as a free thinker. And free, uh, some people call that a cop out. I call agnosticism a cop out. But um, (laughs) I think that, you know, in the time of enlightenment, we're going back to this enlightenment time in the 1700s. the, The idea of a free thinker is none of these options, none of these religions that you have access to. I'm not going to discredit any of them. They're all possible. Yeah. And the reason that they're all possible is because, A, we don't know, like you said. I mean, if you believe in science wholeheartedly, it kind of disproves it all. But we don't know about an afterlife. We don't know what happens to our conscious self after we die. We have no clue and we never will until it's too late. And I just don't want to press my own vacuum beliefs on somebody who has faith because of like what you just said, Kyle there's you're not hurting anybody you believe what you want to get yourself through the day yeah that's all we're trying to do here on this giant fucking rock just let people be yeah 100 i i totally agree uh now on the other hand if if someone comes up to me and is like well the bible says you can't do oh fuck you and like go jump off a cliff like i i don't have any care for what you have to say it's not worth my energy it's not worth dealing with that's the ticket there. They're trying to press it on you. Yeah. And that's not okay. Fuck them. Fuck them. Don't, don't do that. Fuck them. <clears throat> I don't think that would be consensual. Well, you know, mm. I'm not going to yeah. make any comments on that. <laughs> I mean, you're probably right, but moving on. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I'm done talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, I, I think we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for the thanks for the fucking Satanism and the non-consent, Sally. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. <laughs> you your whole fucking speech. <laughs> the whole episode's gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go right. delete this. Um, everyone, uh, y'all got anything to shout out? Hail Satan. Oh, well, there you go. No. Shout out Satan, my man. <laughs> Even going I the Church of Satan is even a terrible name. <laughs> it's a temple because of it's, Satan. It's a terrible name because it's still focusing on the irony. Yeah. Now, honestly, it should be called the Church of Lucifer. 
Yeah, I Isn't mean, it just you know the same it. thing in different words. No, but we just spent the whole episode just telling you how it's not. Are you? Were you listening? No, I think you're just stupid. No, Lucifer. <laughs> Lucifer so Satan, the Satan that the Church of Satan or the Temple of Satan actually embodies is more like Baphomet, and not even Satan or Lucifer. Oh, all. right, you said that. Yeah. You said that. Because Baphomet's a pagan, a pagan deity that is basically the amalgamation of a bunch right. of deities that's about balance. But the whole idea, like we talked about originally, is that Lucifer being the angel and being the hero of individual, individualism True. is pretty much where we're going here, right? Yeah. Well, I, my, my, my point has been stated. Moving on. <laughs> well, God <laughs> fucking bless. Or should I say Satan? Satan. But, um. Something. Satan blesses. Satan slips a finger in. That's all I have to say about it. Satan, Satan, Satan bring it to bring it fully round. Satan slips a finger in. Give me your holy mucus. Um, Okay, well, that's fucked up. Um, So, uh, okay. Fucking hail Satan. Like Sully said, there you go. Hail Satan. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter, by the way, with not so much of that, but a lot of other stuff at Kyle underscore XCBI. Fox. I am the... The yeah. Fox LTD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can find me on Mace, on uh, MySpace slash Texan. My man said, you can find or, me on Zynga.com Texan093XX. Or the Freemason boards on Reddit. Oh, it's yeah. true. You can find me on the religion board on 4chan. Uh, having a good time. Always <laughs> not in peace. Rest also, in remember, peace. if you want to share any stories uh, of your own about how you hoodlum, just on Twitter, hashtag how you hoodlum. Don't be afraid to tag Fox or I in it. If we do see it, there's a good chance we'll probably talk about it. Talk about it in a future episode. Oh yeah. So thanks a lot for uh, for hanging out. We appreciate you, and uh, see you next week. Doodles. Yeah.